It's all about me. me, me, me. Alright, get your headphones on. Let's get this pointed to your face. Come as close as you can. So, uh, like the distance that you are, like I am to the microphone. Does this not come any further? Yeah, it comes as far as you want, love. Ooh. Do you want it right in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> not again. There we go. Uh, so, I'd just like to welcome... What name would you like to go by on this podcast? How do I put these on? Have I got a funny-shaped head? <laughs> they just probably, they're called earphones. Put yeah. them over. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you beautifully, man. Oh, wonderful. Now, you do need to kind of keep your mouth pointing that. Okay. Okay. So, uh, what would you like to be named for on this podcast? You call me James. James. <laughs> Welcome, James, to the Shades of Gay Podcast. Keith David, that's me. Hello. And you're James. Hello. Welcome. So, James, I've known you about eight, nine years now. It's mm, a while. <laughs> Are you doing this sexy, salty voice? No, apparently I sound like this. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Is, is this your podcast voice? No, no, this is my radio voice. <laughs> I sound like you're a tranny. I've been on the radio. <laughs> Do I sound like a tranny? Okay, okay, I'll, we'll go with it. We'll, we'll, we'll be dead. <laughs> uh, so James, I've known you about eight, nine years. We met actually at Cuba 2. We did indeed. <laughs> Why do you remember that? With my dog or your dog? Well, it was, it was my dog. dog. It wasn't Faye. <laughs> or Leslie. <laughs> they were there. <laughs> wow, you're making friends straight away, are you? I remember seeing this handsome man and they said, was he's good. got a boyfriend. And oh, like, was that? Okay. Oh, I think it was an overprotected, your friends, Faye and Leslie. <laughs> I think you... No, because at the time, I think at Cuba too, they were serving cocktails in teacups, weren't they? Prohibition cocktails. Prohibition cocktails. And we were sat there and I think you had this... Like woman's bag a with, a with a dog. Yeah, she had her own blanket. <laughs> Having a cup of tea with a cocktail in there. And so that's how we knew. But let's go all the way back to the start. Because from Gosh. what we just spoke about, you've had quite a rocky life. Well, I, yeah, it's been interesting. It's been it, colourful. It's been colourful. That's all right. That's why we we call the shades of gay. We like colour here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So tell, tell us from your first memories then of... Should we go back to black and white? Let's go back. Black and white, Jesus. <laughs> Pre-TV, I think. It was. It was the 70s. Did you have a TV when you were younger? Yeah, you had to get up to change the channel. That <laughs> was my job. You didn't have your remote on a string? Didn't you have the clicker? <laughs> no, I just... It was It was a magazine that was thrown at me. Yeah, change the channel. <laughs> Crossroads is on. Oh, my God. Right, your earliest memory then. Um, a few, you tell, tell me that at quite a young age you was actually into some kind of care wasn't you yeah um in brief on the at-risk register seven months old bit of a mess mm. taken out of taken and put in a place of safety they called it okay so what yeah. was that what what, what was uh, the safety element of that what well, happened to you died. <laughs> no shit Sherlock yes. <laughs> so it was uh yeah Either get another cigarette burn or or, or go somewhere else. <laughs> so, you, so you, put, you, you just put in some care. So th- this went on for 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 how long? Two teens. Well, I now? was I was uh, I, I started as a short term. It was classed back then as a short term foster child mm-hmm. until I started nearly calling her mum. Okay, and then the system thought it would be a good idea not to do that. They tried to move me, and she thought. I I think he's been through enough. So she developed into a long-term foster parent. 
Oh, okay. So that's that. she's a mad woman. <laughs> no, because I know you. I'd be like, put you back. <laughs> she's amazing. She's, a, she's actually one of the most amazing women I know. Oh, that's very nice. 72 this year. Well, wow. Still alive. Still, well, that's nice. That's good. Mm. So um, she needs a bit of a medal for that, don't you? She, put, put. Need, she needs something, poor thing. <laughs> I put her through the mill. <laughs> so you, you said that it was actually, um, I guess, coming out as gay when you're in a foster home. Because that, that was... It you was, experimented quite young, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want the idea of a foster home being like a, a care home. It wasn't. It was like being brought up in a real family. But, oh, but okay. It, but it was, yeah, because that could be misconstrued. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Um, but no, it wasn't. I had a, a brother and a sister, but then I had a real family brother and a sister. It was. It was, I was the youngest of one and the oldest of mine although mm-hmm. recently found out i have an older brother congratulations so i'm still learning <laughs> um yeah very confusing um but um it was you know you fight against the system you 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 know you're always you're not treated differently but you are treated differently if you mm. get told off there's a social worker there's a parent there's a teacher it's it's continuous yeah your foster care yeah 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 it was, you know, she took me on long term. Mm. Um, you know, they, they back in the day, they tried to put you back to your parents. And that's the way it used to be. And that was so wrong. Um, they tried to do it, but I used to come home and I was night terrors. I still get night terrors now, but, um, you know, there's certain elements of, yeah, I think the only thing I've taken away from that long term um, it's there's certain when when you're in foster care back then you weren't allowed to bond with your baby because um, it wasn't yours. So if I cried, I wasn't wow. allowed to be picked up. I wasn't allowed to be cuddled and all that. So I think there's elements of I don't get close to people very easily now, and I think that's the only thing that's taken the worst of it. I think is that long term. I think that that must be something. I mean, obviously, part of being nurtured as a child is that physical contact or the mm. things that you're supposed to say. So, without question, it must lead an effect to you when you're an adult. It does, but you try to. I think the constantly thing is, you know, people say glass half full, glass mm. half empty. I try not to let any of the past things define who I am now. Yeah. So I'm saying, that, having said that, though, you 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 told me that you fell in love quite early on. Oh God, yeah. Sorry, (laughs) it was very confusing. I I imagine growing up, constantly fighting the system and never allowing someone in. You know, I never allowed my mum to love me. I never allowed that interaction. I felt I was being disloyal um, to everybody else. It was it was confusing. Um, And I got bullied at school. Typical, you know, gay this blah blah blah. In fact, I was playing netball. You know, (laughs) got to do with it in a skirt. I was practicing for basketball. That's what I used to say. Um, But see, now I'm sounding like Julian Clary. (laughs) I much preferred my radio voice. Um, But yeah, I I got picked on at school. I suppose when I went to sixth form. you know, all the other idiots that didn't do very well at school and couldn't go to college went to yeah. sixth form. And I studied photography and fell in love with my t- subject matter. Wow. And it was a a new territory for me of feeling something for someone, but then not being able to express it. Because this person was straight. Okay. Yes. Yes. 100%. <laughs> not, nothing there. 
Bloody well hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so. So how did you cope with that then? Obviously you've now suddenly felt emotions that you probably didn't have maybe in foster I care. didn't and it <laughs> ended up with 30 paracetamol and off to off to um, sixth form the next day. It, it wow. literally was in the morning and I went, went in there. I just couldn't cope with it. So you actually took the paracetamol and went to school? Yeah, 15 upstairs Fuck. and then 15 downstairs. Cut, and I couldn't swallow a whole pill so I had to put them in quarters. <laughs> um yeah, so God knows how many times I was <laughs> doing that. <laughs> all the way to school yeah. on the wall. No, 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 no. I did it all before I left and, and then left. And I thought, oh, God, what have I done? And yeah. I got more shaky as the day went on. And I I went, I can remember going into the the guy who did the photography. I was, mm. I was, I was got on very well with him. And, and I told him, <clears throat> next thing I knew, I was in the office and an ambulance was called and my heart rate was too high and... Yeah, tried to do the solution you drink to make you throw up and yeah. stuff in hospital. And I didn't read, it, none of it sunk in what I'd done. Wow. None of it had. Um, and I think, you know, and you got to think I was still in care. Hmm. You know, there I was, a guy in care. I was 16, 17-ish, that age. Hmm. And God only, you imagine the ramifications for, for, for my mother. You know, meant to be looking after me, and there I am popping pills in the bathroom, you know. And she had no idea. I mean, I only knew that she knew I was gay because I read her diary. (laughs) I knew knew then she knew. Um, And it was awful for her. And, you know, you think this woman took me in Mm -hmm. when I was at my worst. Yeah. And that's how I repay her. So, so I mean... Taking these tablets, do you think it was a cry for help, or do you think you just had nowhere to go? You, you don't even, you know, you, you, it's almost like you go on autopilot. Okay. You don't know you do it. I think most people, if they've gone through this suicidal type of feeling, mm. at that time, you, you don't think. You're not thinking, yeah. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this every time you take a pill. No. You just, you just, you just do it. The same as I probably if you cut your wrist. I mean, I've been there, sat there with a knife on my wrist for God knows how long, you know. Twice I've tried that and never did it. Yeah. Oh, bloody hurt. <laughs> I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I'll make a stain. <laughs> I suppose, I suppose your new in your brain, you think if you take a pill, you're just going to fall asleep and die. I don't know. Yeah. But that's a bit messy and then jumping off a bridge imagine that we don't die <laughs> the pain um but it's this is the thing it, is it is it a cry for help is it is it an act of courage to do it i don't know so i think it's just a nothingness i think you just don't feel anything when yeah. you do that um and i think suicide awareness is, is a massive thing you know more people need to be able to talk yeah. about their feelings and i still think the whole talking about you know bringing the gay subject up at school and stuff yeah of course people should be talking about it they didn't you know you got picked i mean every child will bully someone they've got names of the child children are awful yeah all children are awful like that they don't know what is in their words that are saying they they don't understand the meanings behind it they just say it yeah it's worse to a kid but to those who are feeling them words it's a whole different matter isn't it of course so how did doing something like um taking the pills how did that change your life um, it got me on a, obviously I had to go through therapy and all that sort of stuff, but that then leads to other things, discovering who you are, learning that little pink triangles on books mean they were gay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all these sort of things. Yeah. Oh, okay. you know, it's little tricks of the trade, <laughs> but, but you start seeing them different places. Um, 
And and from there, I got one of my sort of first jobs at working in a department store. Um, got stalked by my first, I don't know, I can't call him a PDFR, but he liked young boys. <laughs> yeah. I was about <laughs> 17. Um, forgot about that one, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. And I was at the sixth form, and I'd met my friend's brother, who was the first person I met who was gay. And uh, I can remember going to, meeting up with him on purpose. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was a side room of someone else's house like this. (laughs) But that was all very... um, But it wasn't really an experience. Um, And I think there was an experience I had at school, but I don't want to talk about that, because that's not fair on the other person. Okay. Um, but that messed me up. Yeah. That, that was the lineup for the the pill taking. Oh, wow. Okay. Because that had happened to me, and I hadn't shared the experience. It was me exposed, not them. Yeah. Uh, got to the crunch, couldn't do it, and I felt, oh my god, I want to talk about it, couldn't. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it, this guy, I, I did a few things when it came to the sexual side of things with him. I think he only wanted to give me a blowjob. I think. Um, I went back to work and I was in my lunch break. He wanted to use me as a model. And okay. um, and I went back to work and threw up. I was like terrified. It was like, oh my God, I really enjoyed it. Oh. Um, and then went back the next day and did the same thing again. <laughs> threw up again. <laughs> quick, 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 finger. Go back to work, threw up my lunch. <laughs> and on the third day, I thought, well, I either keep my lunch down or I don't do it at all. Um, let's just say the food survived. <laughs> But I mean, we're talking about this is going back into the day when the legal age was 21, yeah, was it? It was. So this that's well was, under age, you know. Well, that's why I said I think he liked younger lads, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but then from there it went to going out with somebody from a straight boy from the from where I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, went out with one of the lady's sons. He was straight, um, but I knew well. of a gay bar in Great Yarmouth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I was itching to see what it would be like. So we used to go out to a club, I don't know, some straight club. It was awful. Yeah. And there was one night where we got lost. And I thought, mm-hmm, I'm going to go and have a look. And I went <laughs> in and, uh, oh, God, what I was thinking. And the naivety of it mm-hmm. was simplistic. And I just thought that someone might give me a lift home. <laughs> honestly, honestly, honest to God, I was like, my. I suppose my instincts of a gay man were somebody kind, older, and generous. Oh, wow. So basically he was an escort. So basically I was <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I, I did. I, in my mind, that was yeah. what someone gay was. They were nice and they would be nice to you. They'd be, be kind to you. you um, maybe it was because of the other guy. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and that's where I met my first boyfriend. Um, this guy was said well yeah look I'll, I'll look after you don't worry um and so oh, you can stay at my aunt's house and That's i nice. was like okay <laughs> <laughs> and and i was like it, it was it was bizarre and and anyway cut a long story short eventually the next day i had a call with my mother i didn't even think of telling her i wasn't going home oh. and it was it was angry 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 yeah. but by that stage i'd got hooked on him and there was occasional times where I could meet him and mm-hmm. I went to go meet him a second time and he said, I can't take you back later. You have a choice. You can stay out overnight with me yeah, or I can take you back home now. So I was like, I'll stay. <laughs> and uh, eventually when I got home, she was standing there with a handout ready for my door key. 
Gosh. Um, I was due to move out anyway, but it was YMCA for a few days. But what, what was this kicking you out because you stayed out or because you were gay? Or I was both? under the age of 21. I was still yeah. in her care. Mm-hmm. I was only 17. And she could have gotten an enormous amount of trouble. Yeah. But again, you don't think. You no. Just, it's a child, you don't think. The only thing that you want to think about when you're a child is yourself. Okay. And your own happiness. You don't think of the you know, consequences of your actions. So how did leaving home at 17 affect you then? Because I'm, I'm guessing uh, a lifetime at two boyfriends, auntie wouldn't have worked out. It, it, it was very difficult because I was willed to hate her for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. Again, I I hadn't really let this woman in to my life. Yeah. Um, was it an easy detachment then? Or? No, it was awful. I realised what an arsehole I'd been. Okay. And luckily, we you know, ever since then, we, we have a great relationship now. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the nicest, most kindest, wonderful women I'll ever meet. And 72 this year. I know. Right. She's she's incredible. That's nice. I, I, I can't praise the woman enough. Seriously, it's, oh. I know it's my mum. Coming from you, though, this. I know, I hate everybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm always nice, but but she's, she's I've put her through the mill. Okay. And, uh, yeah. But it was it was from there, it was, um, that, oh, it's my ice machine. <laughs> it was a noise. Oh, this is gin. Because it's got a large glass of gin, gin and orange. What, what flavour gin's that? I don't know. It's one of the ones I have delivered once a month. Yeah. Now you've got quite a large selection of gin, haven't you? Huge, huge. <laughs> Thing is, I don't really drink that much. <laughs> well, I'm just eating it all I'm there. A great entertainer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, which, of course, you're going to entertain because you've now recently got yourself some chickens. Oh, I love amazing chickens. Eh? Now we are talking about animal chickens, We're not, not twink chickens, are we? Oh no, not anymore. <laughs> Oh, yeah. those were the days. <laughs> when they used to call them chickens, yeah. Yes, they did. <laughs> they didn't always have fillets. <laughs> but I do have a chicken called Faye. I'm <laughs> talking of fillets. <laughs> so that's chickens. How, how long after you got kicked out of home did you end up staying with your boyfriend? Um, well, I never I never lived with him or stayed with him. No, I mean staying like, as in a partnership with him. Um, oh, gosh, it was one of those rocky on-off relationships. It was so volatile. But he was my first boyfriend, and I clearly mm. wasn't his. Oh, okay. You know, and at the time, you know, he he acted like a I was what seventeen. He was coming up eighteen. He was then twenty three, six years older than me or something. Yeah. Like but he 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 made his own mistakes. He uh, did what most gay men do, and he cheated his way through most people. And he's oh, girl, yeah. Never wanted me to be with anybody, but it was always uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to know. I used to look for his phone. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people that do that kind of shit. They do, but you know what? If you look for it and you find it, it's your own fault. <laughs> don't look and you'll never find it. <laughs> is, that your, is that your motto on life? Uh, sometimes it's good to be blissfully stupid <laughs> and unaware. So did that, the end, how did that end then? Badly. <laughs> it, you time. said that he was actually quite violent towards you, no? Oh, we had hands through windows punched and all sorts. Police called him a few times. Oh. It, it was it was volatile, mm. you know, on both sides. You know, yeah. get on really well with him now. He lives in Bournemouth. He's a wonderful guy. <laughs> in his fifties. Like no, 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 no. He yeah. he does dog rescue, which you can't be a bad oh. person if you care about animals. That's true. You can't. <laughs> That's you know, he, he is an animal lover. There's still traits of the old 
him there, I see, from yeah. time to time when he's had a bit of a shout about someone, but we're all allowed to do that. Yeah. So tell me, tell me a bit about this, uh, your discovery of, because uh, <laughs> you weren't allowed to get close to your foster parents mm. when you were younger. So then you discovered that in fact you, you fell in love with a guy that you couldn't have. Yeah. And then obviously things that went on. Then you found another guy, but then all of a sudden, bang, you're bisexual. Where did that I come from? I was in love with a girl called Emma. <laughs> <laughs> love with a girl called Emma. Oh, she was great. <laughs> I was, uh, well, the funny thing with the ex, the first boyfriend, he was working in a pub. Yeah. And he was living in their house. Mm-hmm. And I, he really upset me. And I said to him, I'm going to take your house. I'm going to take your job. Mm. And I did that. Yes. Such a bitch. Don't so, a woman. Yeah, but it didn't work out. <laughs> but I was working the pub and she was a student and she came in with all her her landlord and, you know, other cronies. And yeah. they all fancied her. And she, I was I was never very clued up. If anyone fancied me, I wouldn't have a clue. And she made a play for me and I was like, Oh, I like her. Yeah. And it just developed into this but she was like I she knew about me, obviously. Yeah. You couldn't really hide those sort of things with a crystal glass behind the bar. <laughs> um But I are you you know, this you can't help who you fall in love with. And it confused me because I was like, Well, this is a girl. It was very confusing down there. I didn't know what I was doing. But did, would you would you say you definitely were bisexual for women, or do you think it was a confusion of the fact that you got a lot of attention from someone? Um, I think it was probably always there. Okay. For me, it was it was the emotion. Hmm. But you get used to what you're used to. Yeah, it's like if you eat chicken dinner, you eat you used to eating chicken. But if someone gives you beef, you're like, well, it doesn't taste too bad. There's no beef in the world that'll make me change from chicken. If I'm talk, talking to a vegetarian, I'm like, <laughs> and I suppose if you're thinking of beef curtains, no. <laughs> I don't even like floral ones. Yeah, yeah but things like some people must know, like, you know, I like chicken, but I really know without trying, I don't no, like beef. I think all the women I've had in my life, and I've seen a few, uh, there was one crazy one I used to put vodka in a drink, oh, in a in a tea and all sorts. Wow. I had to run out of the house once. Oh. Um, she was a nutter. Um, met her while I was a dormant on Asda, but that's another story. <laughs> you were dormant on Asda? I was a golden greater. <laughs> I used to say, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Asda Norwich. <laughs> Still got the voice. <laughs> Come and see me in the aisle. <laughs> Bread rolls at 10 pence. <laughs> Take you up the aisle. <laughs> I was very good. I had to go for an exam and everything. An I exam? Like, I was a greeter and then I was a golden greeter. <laughs> had to change the colour of my jacket. <laughs> just oh, I, to. I know. She used to come in and flirt and I didn't realise. <laughs> she, like, she wanted you to take her up the aisle. What do you actually want? <laughs> do you want some bread rolls? <laughs> Don't be. You're only 10 pence. <laughs> <laughs> so it went well then. I was, well, no, she was, she was scary at first and halfway through she, she got, well, she had a child as well, but she'd just come and jump on me. I was like, oh no. For what, for sex? Yes. Oh, Oh, she ride it like a pony. (laughs) (laughs) And he went round for a cup of tea. (laughs) Tea cup party. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) The thing is, I quite, uh, every girl I've been with, I've, I've, they've been very similar. I got engaged once. Oh yeah, I know I about this one. Married. Oh, she was. How'd you escape that? 
Um, well, a neighbour sh- threw dog shit in my house, but that was a, <laughs> did, that was a deal breaker, was well, it? She tried to drive me over in the car. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> not the not the fiance, the neighbour. That's what killed the relationship was the fact that she just stayed there. It was like, oh my god. Oh, oh, there's no form of contraception like a four year old at the end of the bed going, "Mummy." <laughs> oh, dang. She was like, "Oh, carry on. She'll go in a minute." I went, "No, I'm not doing that." <laughs> I remember to, trying to take her up the arse once, and she was. I was. She, she, she went that way around. I went. Oh no, love! I forget where I am. <laughs> Reach under for the balls, and they're not there. <laughs> oh, that was fun. I remember I cheated on her once, actually. Oh god! And, okay. um, oh, don't. There was a time. There was a guy I fancied, and he came round and ended up shagging him, and um, but he gave me a love bite. Oh. So for two days, I had a cold and a polar neck. <laughs> and I went round hers and accused her of biting my neck. <laughs> Look what you've done. <laughs> she bought it, you know. She it. <laughs> Have you never known? <laughs> Do you not know all this? Oh, you see, I told you I was a riot. <laughs> Dark horse. Uh, so uh, you successfully convinced your girlfriend. So <clears throat> I think after. I, I think you know after I got rid of that, it was that was the end of it. It was like, yeah, you know, there's. I've not seen. Oh no, there was another one. Yeah, <laughs> God, here we go. Well, I, worked, I worked for BT. Oh, she, she won't hear this, will she? Yeah, um, I, worked, I worked for BT, and I fell in love with one of my co-workers. Jeez, you keep falling oh, in love a lot. Yeah, but she was. Yeah, but she was amazing. I used to flirt mm. like crazy. She's trying finger in there. <laughs> 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 she said, like, love it. Um, but eventually it got as far as, you know, she'd, get, she'd come around once and we were sort of going to get it on. We didn't. But then she came around a second time mm-hmm. and we did. No? Oh, my God. Apparently I made it come with my hands like five times. It was great. I've got very soft hands. But she, I went to go down, you know, yeah, okay. have a look. And she was like, where are you going? I said, I'm just going to, you know, come mm-hmm. down there. She went, but you told me, she told me you don't like it. I said, what do you mean? I've never done it. She went, no, you said it smells. I said, darling, if it smells, I'm coming back up. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. I just wasn't sure what I was doing. <laughs> Which bit am I meant to lick? <laughs> it was all a oh, bit yeah. wet. <laughs> you make me feel sick. I didn't know whether to dab it with a tissue or something. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> My mother is going to be listening to this. What's your mum's name? Marion. Hello, Marion. <laughs> Yeah, oh. she, does, she doesn't listen to my Thirsty Bitch podcast, but this one's a little bit more tamer. Not Is now. <laughs> so at one point you actually fled and got yourself involved in the London scene. I did, hmm. I did. Um, I kind of sold up and moved to London. Yeah. And uh, Dick Whittington, we'll call it. Well, I think, you know, after a while of spending the house money, <laughs> that was a good few months. <laughs> It was uh, it was then time you know to uh, to move on do something different and I went and can I name the pub? Um, well, it I depends went, if you're going to slay it. You can you say it is as long as it's a true story. Listen, I'm always 100 percent honest. Anyone who yeah. knows me will tell you that. Just uh, if if it's anything that's uncertain, say allegedly. No, I work for the Admiral Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> There, it's out there. <laughs> no, I, I got. I went for a job interview and uh, got offered the job. It was assistant bar manager. Nice. And the manager was a dual site. He had the Duke of Wellington, and mm-hmm. I don't think he's doing it anymore. Um, but we we got on, but we clashed. Yeah. Um, and I think we clashed because I was good at what I did. Okay. Um, all the sales week on week, it was better. It was better. It was better. Um, 
But it was a tough job. Everybody knows your business when you run a pub. Everybody knows it. But yeah. we did, you know, we turned the pub around. There's nothing I hate more than you're in London. You're in the heart of the UK. Yeah. Talk English. <laughs> now, now I'm going to get people who hate me <laughs> for saying that. But there's one thing. You're I, in the melting pot no, know, of the country. But you'll, you'll hear, hear me out here. If you're in a bar. Yeah. And, and okay, I've got lots of different friends who are dof- different <coughs> nationalities, and it's one of the wonderful things yeah. of being in London. Mm-hmm. It's a completely diverse place. Yeah. And I would never have half the experiences if I hadn't have been here. Mm-hmm. But if you're, let's just say if you're Spanish or French or whatever, and your friend comes in and you're talking French to them, yeah, and there's somebody sat at your bar, Mm-hmm. and they're English, and you're laughing and you're joking, you're talking your own language, looking over, back again. There's yeah. nothing more off-putting. So I used to say to the guys, look, if you're going to have someone in here, you're going to have a conversation yeah. in your own language, take it outside. <clears throat> but not in here. And we yeah. changed the bar to have personality. We only had one jukebox. Mm-hmm. We used to play Fraggle Rock at like 11 o'clock. It was <laughs> great. But you know, people had a laugh. People yeah. respected what we, we made our own entertainment. We'd put, you know, as long as it was in English. Well, <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Most, it, most it, companies it was, work like that it, now. Yes, but it, it's it's one of the things I insisted on because yeah. you wanted to treat everyone the same. And you know, we, people would come in and they would expect you to be rude to them. You would say, "What do you want?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to my friend. <laughs> you know, but they would expect it and they would laugh at it. And you'd say it only joking. You make people feel welcome. But you'd have the art of conversation. Whereas most, there's a lot of bars still. No, you go in. If your face does not fit, oh, if you are not that pretty young queen, mm-hmm. whatever, or someone who's spending money, yeah, they will f- they will serve their friends first. Oh, oh yeah. First, one and of the first times I came to London, Rupert Street was like that. And there's nothing I hate more than bars like that. So I changed yeah. it. And I changed it, I hope, for the better. People realised when I left, I mean, it was it was a trying time mm-hmm. in the pub, yeah. as I was telling you earlier. Well, well, yeah, I mean, you get, when you become, I suppose, known to a lot of people, you could be the victim of some cruel well, it was. things of what happened. Well, I was, you know, I was running it fairly successfully, got my feet under the table. You know, you do start to think, do you know who I am kind of thing? You do get into pubs quicker, earlier, you get served first, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But there was one particular bank holiday and this young man came in. I'd seen him from a few nights previous um, and he was chatting me up. And again, I'm so I don't realise when people are doing it at all. Never expect it. And um, he was like, how do I get your number? How do I get to know you better? I'm like, well, you ask my number and I'll yeah. give it to you. But I'm very private when it comes to some things, apart from this, obviously. Yes. Um, but I would tell anybody this if I thought it would help them, you know? Yeah. He, uh, I said, look, he, he tried to kiss me and I was a bit like, hang on, I've got staff over there and I've got people in the bar, they're regulars. I don't really want them knowing my business. I really wanted to snog his face off. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, look, I'm going to get changed in a little while. Why don't you just pop upstairs while I, you know, I lived above the pub. I said, come up and uh, we'll do that. Anyway, got changed. Um, halfway through getting changed and he st- came over and started kissing. And I was like, okay, I'm not quite dressed yet. Clothes started going on, but then they came off. <laughs> and, um, and then at that stage, um, one thing happened and he mm-hmm. ended up jumping on top. Um, I ended up shagging him. Sounds good. There was no protection or anything like that. It happened all very, very quickly. Yeah. 
Um, of course, it was very nice kissing all the way through and stuff. And anyway, got dressed and I thought, oh, God, it's a bit flush going downstairs, you know. <laughs> Quick <laughs> <Yes>. spray. <laughs> um, went into the bar with him, went and got his drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, after a, a brief chat, we decided we'd meet in a few days and stuff. And he left. And he wasn't very responsive by text. And he said, well, I can't talk about this now, blah, blah, blah. Um, and four days later, I was arrested for a, accusing of being of, of him being raped by me. Wow. And I was put in a cell out in handcuffs. You know, the, obviously mm. the GAY boys were going past and going, what's happening with James, blah, blah, blah. Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. I mean, I don't even make a first move on someone. Um, and so to be accused of it, and I've been raped in the past. I, I know what that's like. I know what that's like being held down and yeah. crying into a pillow while someone's saying, you know, kissing you on the shoulder and saying, well, thanks for trying. Yeah, that Whoa. happened. I didn't tell you that one earlier. Oh, no, you didn't. Um, horrendous. But that's someone being, you know, from someone you know. That was ages ago. It was a, an ex-army officer I'd saw from a long, 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 long time ago. I used to, when I lived in Great Yarmouth, a long time ago. Um, that was back in the day when you used to phone people. You know, we used to get phone messages. Chat line? Yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Um, and um, I went to stay in his house. And uh, yeah, on the last night, he held me down and put it in. I said no repeatedly. I yeah. cried in the pillow, bled like crazy. Um, anyway, yeah. um, it happened. I blame myself because I thought I put myself in that situation. Obviously which you know, blame yourself, obviously. No, but I put myself in that situation. But... I'm, I wasn't in the wrong. That yeah, happened. Course, he yeah. shouldn't have done that. You know, he knew that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, I mean, for me, for this situation, I mean, the guy made the statement to the police, mm. you know, this this one from the pub, and said that he had come in for a job interview and I took him upstairs to see a CV and then he woke up naked on the bed, bleeding from behind, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? And and then he said he saw me through the window and left. And I'm like, well, didn't you? My manager checked kicked in i said well didn't you check the cctv yeah so apparently when they tried to get the tape that was wiped no, of course by mistake yes um, and and it's it lost left us no further action and never went back and said anything but that that scarred yeah, me it, it, it kept me away it took me away from soho so i mean literally when, when something like that happens which clearly it didn't happen the guy never came back for it do the police not offer any kind of counselling support? Nothing. Say, look, we know this has gone on. They told me to not draw attention to it in case he came back to make that statement. So you are now the victim. <clears throat> wow. Horrendous. And then you see him later on yeah. different sites as an escort and things. And you, and you think, oh, oh well, just... But it, it, it terrified me. It was, it was scarier to go through that to be accused of something so horrendous. Mm. Even though I've been through it, it was worse yeah. to be accused of it because that's not me at all. It's not, but it it did it. That destroyed my. I mean, I I, I let it get the better of me. I, I took time off away from the pub at the wrong time. Fair enough. It was mm. just before Pride. <laughs> um, not a good time for a system manager to <laughs> go under. Um, <laughs> and I was going to move away, and it fell through. And in the end, I came back and I took the pub on again. Um, and I came back stronger. And I thought. Fuck you. I'm not going to let it beat me. Um, I still cried at night many, many times. Um, but it's, it, it, I didn't allow it to try and take over. Yeah. Um, and then when I left the bar and went to go and do something else, that fell through. It was all a bit, and it, that was my time. I'd had enough of Mm -hmm. doing that in London with doing the bars and stuff. Everybody knows your business. 
I've got, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever yeah. you do, even if you DJ or if you do the yeah. bar or whatever, what people don't know, they'll make up. And they do make up, and they make up a lot. And they do it very well at times as well. Yeah. I, when I lived in Harrogate, I had a, a lot of very bad things spread around me. Either because I didn't slept with somebody, because I lived with an older gentleman, or anything. They just make rumours up. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. the thing is, the truth is far more fun. I'd have told you. <laughs> Your truth is, bitch. <laughs> She's sipping a gin. I was going to it's lovely. <laughs> shame, on. shame I'm driving soon. <laughs> I know. Uh, so take, take yourself out of the scene. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you get over something like that? Because you said that you, you try not to let it beat you, but you've got a lot of things was going to get, I mean, mental health-wise, it must have been quite a strain on you, especially with everything in the past that's happened to you. So at what point do you go, look, do you know what? I need to take time out, or this is going to cause me a lot more problems, or I need to seek some help to get over my, my past, basically. I tried throughout my life lots of different forms of talking to someone mm-hmm. and i was just like oh you're gonna ask me this i'm gonna answer that yeah. this i knew uh, the system so the system was fractured it wasn't gonna work yeah um there's many times where i've broken down at the doctors and cried and couldn't stop crying um and they were like would you like to speak to someone no <laughs> <laughs> just just medicate me there's no point <laughs> give me the tramadol um <laughs> Mm. <laughs> with a vodka chaser <laughs> but i think it, it you know it, talk you know there's so many different forms of things that help people talking to people do help i've got a friend of mine that relapses constantly blah 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 but then he'll go to his meetings every day mm. you know narcotic ones blah 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 and he gets yeah. so far and great something happens it comes back but he keeps on that mm. and i admire him for it but it didn't work for me you know, these sort of things work for some people, but for not for others. What What would you have liked to have been <coughs> available to you <clears throat> as an option? Big penis. Um, <laughs> no, I think all I needed was someone to have a frank discussion. Not to say, how does that make you feel? Not to therapize you. Yeah. Not to read me a book. Twink gin, love. I know, so, it's teetering, that gin glass oh. is teetering on his lips. Oh, it's <laughs> lovely. It's nice and cool. That's nice. I thought it was going to go off. But no, <laughs> we both got a little tickling mm, coughs today. I don't know. I know. It's dry in here. It is. <laughs> Not with the old wet stories. <laughs> oh, if you wanted wet stories. Oh. <laughs> oh. But no, I think, it, you know... I, I, ha- I had time off from doing work and then I got bored to a point where I thought, oh, I'm not doing anything. And I'm a worker. I like to work um, a bit too much these days. But yeah. I'm I, I'm obsessive over things. So if I, say, for example, I wanted to have paintings, I buy loads of paintings. If I, yeah, can, I just, can I just say for the listeners, I'm surrounded by one, two, three, four, five that I can see. I know. And artwork and sculptures. Oh, there's and sculptures there and there's something in the Don't artwork. forget the posing mannequin in the hallway. What's that about? It's a bit creepy with that black mask on. No, if you look from the other side, she's posing in front of the mirror. And she does the same oh. pose. I have to say, can I mention the artist? Of course you can. Dusty O. Is it really? These are all Dusty O's. No way. Yeah, I love his work. Um, I had a painting... Uh, the the Annie Lennox was done for my I think it was my fortieth I think no maybe later than that I can't remember and um, that was done and then I bought the one that Julian Clary was meant to buy but never went and picked up I've got it um, but that was called Faye Fat Faye <laughs> love it um, 
and he's got various different styles and he's grown and he's and then i've got the proud fairy one with little penises on it it's great and now you're a proud fairy i am <laughs> just me <laughs> then there's a daisy picture which i love nice <clears throat> very retro commissioned is that yes commissioned that one um what animals on there <coughs> my dog you idiot <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you did you did you blindfold <laughs> dusty if you're listening <laughs> I will kick him <laughs> severely. Where's that wrong hip bump? That's <laughs> like it's ways. You're going to have turf on the top of your car when you leave it. You know that, don't you? No, it's not. It's no, it's, I can I tell it's it. your dog. I, I can absolutely tell it's... love it. I, I don't mm. care. I don't actually. I'm the thing with I know, <laughs> bastard. Um, <clears throat> the thing with artwork is that what subjective appeal to one person won't appeal to somebody else. No, I do like that. It's got a very, um, like, uh, Lucy and Scary Diamonds, Beatles kind of vibe. <coughs> I think it's got a pop, like a retro pop there. Yeah, it's nice. <clears throat> and then there's the Mano Lisa on the hallway. Mano Lisa? That one. It's on the Is hall- it a man? It's in the hallway. Um, yes. <coughs> oh, do bless it. <coughs> got a hair stuck. Mm. <laughs> Need another gin. Um... And there's um, always one I copied. <laughs> I didn't actually buy it. <laughs> it. It already sold. It's in the bedroom. It's a lady with a burger and a penis. That's <laughs> lovely. Burger and a penis. I know. It's so contrived. <laughs> in fact, I didn't want to offend anyone, so it's gone in the bedroom. <laughs> let's face so it, many honey, nobody goes in there. <laughs> I can't offend anyone. <laughs> uh, if there's a spare wall, I, would put, I haven't even put them on the walls because I just haven't got round to it. Why haven't you put on the walls? Because you haven't been here to help me. <laughs> Do you think I can put things straight on a wall? Yes. <laughs> I can barely do your internet router. That's true. You needed a bit of slack. Cleared your clutch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's gone. Put your glass down, Dud. Laughing at you being slack. <laughs> I've not seen that shade of red before. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's get back on track then. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, I'll just let you finish laughing. Go on. No, get, get it out. No, uh, get it back to I me. I just did. <laughs> you can't weed yourself, oh, have you? Surprised. I may have done. <laughs> but I'm at home, so it doesn't matter. You've got a tenner man, haven't you? Oh, I could, oh, you can get them for men now. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Maybe you should get she one. You can piss at the front. <laughs> Nobody cares. It'll just know because you'll go silent. <laughs> for 30 seconds. And you were saying? <laughs> just the warm air. You get steam coming from your crotch. <laughs> oh, stop it, man. I'll have to change my shorts. <laughs> right. <clears throat> uh, you left the gay scene mm-hmm. because there's too much gossip going on. But then things turned... I don't know if you've, you've not actually said whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. You, you had a bit of mixed reaction, but you actually turned to the, the narcotic side of life. I did, I did. I kind of moved away. I went to Vauxhall. Oh, <laughs> shit, girl. Jesus. <laughs> Game over. Um, went to Vauxhall, and I ended up working. What was that? Is that an ice cube dropped? Can we check it? No, yeah, go on. Can you, you can if you win. No, no, no. I did it. As long as this is not somebody killed the chicken, I don't care. It came from your kitchen, then. Oh, it's probably just ice. Yeah. <laughs> Have a nice machine. 
Why been... buy it when you can make it? <laughs> well, you wanted it what, about five or six hours ago. You wanted the ice. I know. I know. So the bung was out of the bottom and it flooded the kitchen. Oh, is that what that was? Yes. Oh. I had to stick it back in. <laughs> Go walk just the kitchen to a waterfall. That's <laughs> how like, oh my God. You've got a nice machine, put the bung in the bottom. <clears throat> yes. Uh, so you got yourself into narcotics. I did. I was working for a high-profile job where there was a lot of responsibility. Uh, that will remain nameless, I suppose, that job. Yeah, I would. Mm. Um, and I'm still in touch with some of the bosses now, but it was highly stressed. Um, I went there as assistant manager, and <clears throat> there was never a proper manager there for any amount of time, so I was kind of covering, yeah. and I was never really properly trained. So it was expected that I knew the job inside out. I knew how to sell, just didn't know how to do some of the managerial jobs. So I was never taught. Oh. <clears throat> so when I used to get stressed, I, I went on Grinder and met oh. someone. I know. And uh, he introduced me to the lovely, lovely white powder they call methadrone. Um, is that still going? <clears throat> well, I don't know. It's changed so, so the compound is saying changed so much it could be talc. Um, but it, uh, to be honest, it was it. It gave me. I mean, gosh, I did one one night of it with a guy, and I was I was ready to marry him. I was mm. I was loved up, and it, it just brought out that inner. Oh, I want to love you and hug you and kiss you and hold you and. Oh, it's so fake, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I had to look at his picture the next day and I thought, what were you thinking? Um, but it was a nice feeling. It was a lovely feeling to feel warm and squishy. Mm. Um, and then, of course, um, I tried ketamine and then you feel oh. a different type of warm and squishy. You just, you, you think you feel warm and squishy, you just haven't moved for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably pissed and crapped yourself. So you're like, warm and it's squishy. Great. It was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember, you know, later on taking it, and little bumps when you're out and stuff, feeling a little bit Whoa. drunk. Oh, God, yeah. You, go, you come back and you would be like, you realise you're standing staring at the same person for about an hour. <laughs> like, hello, <laughs> I'm moving again now. <laughs> <laughs> you're animated. Like, we, we just standing there with a glass like this. You can put the glass down. <laughs> you did, and then after about half an hour, you're like, I could take my drink now. <laughs> and you're like, why is the ice melted? <laughs> it can be that it's time, time lapse on ketamine. It's kind of great. Yeah, I didn't realise people really took ketamine. I've seen it once when I was in Lee's DJ, and I saw a guy taking it out, and he, he K-hold, called K-hold, mm. in <gasps> the club, and somebody took uh, his cock out and took a picture. Well, Which I'm you, guessing. You could have spun him round on it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Takes it with some methadone, you could have done. <laughs> I don't think I was around there back then. We're talking about it a long time ago. Anyway, if yeah. in Manchester, they're still on poppers, aren't they? <laughs> oh, I went to Manchester in January and they were taking that, you know, a zombie drug. It's, and it's, it's, oh. You know, it's like £10. And, and I, I saw it because I was staying on Canal Street. Right. And when Canal Street wasn't busy, you could just see them littered around. And that's some weird shit to look at. But why is why is it that things that are actually really fun to take so shit for you? And it's it just it, the thing is, what brings you round to it is is this feeling that it's just fake. And I, and I don't think you know what. As much as into it I was, and I did the parties, and it's great. I lost loads of weight. Then people liked me for how I looked. That was a first. Um, and and it was. I don't know, I was always providing the stuff, so that's probably why so many people came around. Yeah. Um, but I would get bored with the... I never did it for the sex. I never did it for that. I did it to relax. It's quite an odd thing to, to state as a gay man, though, because the state of London at the moment and the chem sex scene. 
Yeah, but I was never confident enough. Okay. I would be the type that get pissed just to go out to have enough courage. I'm incredibly shy and what most people don't realise about me. I've seen you. I've seen you on two bottles of wine before you come out. <laughs> I've also seen me when I've been painfully shy when I've been there. Yeah, I have. Which is I not nice. You. It's no. a whole different... Me having a panic attack because I'm yeah. around people. It's like, what? You run a pub? Yes, but I was in charge. I was in control. Yeah. When you're out of that comfort zone and around people, it's like, wow, too much. Very overwhelming. Do, do you think that anxiety came, that stemmed from your, like, I guess your early days, or do you think it's something that's developed over the experiences that you've had? Definitely the latter, I think. Um, the one thing I would say that when you when you host the parties, when you host the sex parties and the drugs and all that, and everyone comes to you, yeah. you don't have to go anywhere for it. And when you You're do, lazy twat. <laughs> well, no. But there's nothing worse than turning up to someone's house and they, go, they look at you and they go, nah, <laughs> you feel awful. And I've seen it happen to other people where I've been let in and other people yeah. have been turned away. And that's awful. Absolutely awful. Um, so, no, I was like, I would never do that to someone. But then I did used to open the door to some people and they'd turn around and walk away. <laughs> I'm like, been up for five days. What do you expect? <laughs> I'll have a shower in a minute. <laughs> didn't shower before the cup. No. <laughs> yeah, but when you're that high, you know, you, and you go from... <laughs> you go from the sniffing, you go to the experiment with slamming and all that sort of stuff. I mean, oh, it, it got to a point, yeah, I mean, like, mm. you know, I was always inquisitive, but always, um, I wasn't, a, the one thing to get clear is I was never addicted to the drug. Okay. I was addicted to what came with it, which was the attention, the, yeah. the seeing people, you know, mm. just having interaction but the thing is, I was always a bit of a control freak. So when it weren't going right, and you can't always control other people like that, especially on substances. Oh, of course. It it got to a point where I would be... I, I, I remember there was a two or three times where the sex would be going off in my room, and I'd be sat in, on my own in the lounge, waiting, Ooh. just waiting, wishing it was ha- over. But what, what was the point where you could say, oh, sorry, guys, out? Never did. Why? Um... If you were upsetting somebody? Probably. Probably. Wow. I am that much of a nice guy. Even when you're high as a kite, you're like, you stay, I, do it, what you it, like. It got to a point where it started to reverse itself. It's It, it got to a point where it was, I, I weren't in control anymore. And I wanted it to finish. And then you were in somebody else. You, you would end up with the dregs of everybody else's party there. After five days, and I'm sure you never did. Want, well, not always five days. I think the most... I think the longest time I stayed up, and this is while I wasn't at work yeah. and stuff, was around 10 days. That was Are you seriously kidding me? No. 10 days. Fuck. I don't know how, but I, I totaled it. You must have sl- slept a couple of times for a couple of hours now? No. You passed out? The only time you'd, you'd sleep like that is if you passed out and you took too much G. Ten and you'd days? only realise because you think, oh, the time's gone or the film's stopped or... Oh, it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Went to bed on a... <laughs> That's watching casualty. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I thought I was having a dream last night about the Golden Girls, and I woke up and realised I'd left the DVD on. <laughs> I was like, oh, you were no longer in the eighties. It was great. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even get through the first one. 
Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> what? It's it not all bad. Not that one of glorified uh, drug taking anything. But it's not all bad for your senses. There was some amazing. Positive. There yeah. was some amazing funny experiences. I remember Christmas was one of the best ones I had. We were mm-hmm. out for five days, and I, oh. I cooked Christmas dinner on Boxing Day, and nobody could eat it. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody could really chew. <laughs> Besides the jaw. They were like, I've cooked it, you'll eat it. <laughs> it was going to go to waste. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I would love to see a group of high people There was, there was four of us dinner. in the end. There was me and my old ex-best mate and, and two other randoms. And, uh, yeah, we were just... <laughs> It'd been a buffet the day before for Christmas. People just coming in and out and coming back to us saying, are you going to still be going? Yes! <laughs> and I think it got to the end of Boxing Day. And I said to the other two people there, I said, I think we need to sleep. Because yeah. I was just turning around and seeing things. <laughs> no, they weren't there. Wow. But usually at most, most parties, as soon as things are looking like they're finished... Yeah, people will either try and order more if they're enjoying it, or they will then leave to go to the next one and yeah, see who they can sponge off. And that was it. Chasing, chasing the but dragon. Was, <coughs> I don't know what it's called. Is it? I don't know. Chasing. chasing the mug. Chasing. Probably. Who's? Yeah. <laughs> but it, you learn. You learn by it. You, you come out the other side of it. And how, and how did you stop doing that association? How did you get out of that routine of doing things? It must be quite um, Irish. Um, I, I kind of, there was, yeah, what stopped me completely, it was one guy and I, I think it was, I don't know, it, it was a, a few people around and I'd been speaking to him off of the old grinder thing and fancied him and everything seemed nice, but I liked him mm. and I was like, okay. And there was a couple of guys there and he was like, oh, come around. I'm like, yeah, okay. Then my biggest mistake, I was always happy to say yes. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. I've got whatever time to get rid of both of these guys who are here already. I'm like, what are you doing? You like this guy and you're going to meet him when you're high and you're whatever. Oh, he didn't know he was high? Well, he was He was probably at his own party. I don't uh, know. Okay. Um, and um, I just got rid of one guy who was nice, actually, but the other one just would not leave. And eventually he turned up and he was like... Mm. With this other guy, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. So in the end, I said to him, look, you know, I really like this guy. Do you mind if I just have some time with him? Yeah. And I, it, and the other guy got the arse and then left. Jesus. But um, I think by that stage, I would kind of was still feeling like, oh, I don't want to be high meeting you like this scenario. Yeah. By that stage, I already started recognising that these were not the best of times to meet someone you liked. Okay. And uh, I remember he was on top, and I was just like going down. I was just like yeah. getting flaccid, thinking I was becoming more aware of what was going on, and hating myself for it. And I'm thinking, I'll oh, just finish off and go. Yeah, you know. I think he wanked himself off of my chest. I think and left. But I, I, <clears throat> I got friendly with him, and I asked him afterwards. I was like, at one point, and I said. So, uh, I won't say his name, because I still speak to him now, but I said, tell me, if the other guy wasn't here when you arrived, would you have still, you know, done those things with me? And he said, probably not. Oh, wow. And me, as I didn't like the other guy, I was like, wow, that was a wake-up call. Wow. And from that day, I kind of really stopped massively. Yeah. Um. And things things like that, the way people speak to you, it really must affect your confidence massively. Yeah. And the thing is, though, the more you stop, 
the more the weight comes back on because you're eating again. Yeah. And I used to do the drugs because it was my way of feeling confident enough to talk mm-hmm. to people. Well, I couldn't, I worked out if I'm taking the drugs to have talk to people to eventually have sex and I don't even like how I look. I'm not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. So I thought, what's the point? What's the point of spending all that money to get high to that stage when you're not really wanting to take your top off? Yeah. You know, because I wasn't. I was having sex with people with a vest on. Wow. Even when you high? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, it just got to a point where it got less and less and less. Mm-hmm. And then I started my business and I, oh, I put everything into that. So you head down focused, and the business you've got now, I don't want to discuss it or anything like that, but cutting forward, I'm guessing about two years now? Um, <clears throat> I think before, I, I cleaned up a lot before that, to okay. be with you, way yeah. before I started the business. Mm. Um, but I was going to work for, I was going to do it with somebody else first. Yeah, yeah. And that's, at that stage, I, I decided probably about a year before that. So we're, we're talking, oh. I'd probably stopped everything... Probably pretty much like a year before I started the business. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, but then when it came along, it's like having a child. Mm-hmm. You have to put love, care and attention into something. Yeah, your own business. It's graft, 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 24-7. I, I work every, you know I work every day. <laughs> I know, it's Sunday, night, day, any, any time of the week, you're always working. Yeah. I spend Which more I think time in a small office than yeah. I do in the rest of my apartment. But to me, I've, I find that sometimes working like that, and I'm guilty of it myself, it can be, uh, it can have the reverse effect because you can't slow your mind down enough to be able to go, right, I, this is the focus I need. And as a result, you're just doing a lot of everything and it's, it's all over the place. I find it But quite. that's when I got the chickens. Well, yeah. <laughs> and don't just before we leave, don't describe a few of the chickens that you have. Do I, do I give them a name? Yeah, you've got all names, haven't you? Well, yes, we've got we've got Maggie Smith chicken. <laughs> so I got three lavender aracunas. So they're like a look like a dove, I suppose, don't they? Like a grey pigeon type thing. Yeah. Um, so I've got Maggie Smith chicken. I've got Dame Judy <laughs> and Miss Ellie after Elka the lady who I met a little 70 year old German woman she's amazing crazy but amazing okay. um, and they are yeah lavender avracunas then I got three other chickens one and they are pilkin two pilkins which is Pekin Bantam cross uh, silky nice. um, one's pure white look like a dove called goose because <laughs> it's not a goose it's a chicken Oh, um, oh no, we did that. Ginger one called Faye. <laughs> she's clumsy and <laughs> she, yeah, a bit dopey. Just like my ginger friend Faye. Love her. <laughs> um and the other one's called Tash after a lady I know called Natasha. Okay. And lights are on, nothing's home. <laughs> oh. And that's a silky. And she's great. Yeah. She'll never listen to this, I don't care. Um, oh, no, she's great. Actually, she's funny. Um, but she's uh, she's great. But I've I've got three more on the way. But okay. I have had a poorly one as well. Yeah. I took to the vets. You've had to pin it down and open its beacon. <laughs> <laughs> like, fast feed it a bit. It like me £174, you know, go to the vets. Uh, had to get an Uber to the vets. With a chicken? <laughs> with a chicken <laughs> in a box. Did they allow that? Did they allow dogs? I said, I've got a chicken in a box. Is it okay? <laughs> he probably meant, thought he meant I KFC. <laughs> You had to put it in the car with a chicken in a box. Is it okay? <laughs> <laughs> McChicken. So, 
plume of feathers going in the, in the air. <laughs> With a swollen eye. Oh, Danny, she couldn't, couldn't even look. That was awful. Uh-uh. And I'd only just put them all together. I was like, well, can't have that. So I had to separate them. Get over to the vets. I tried the ones here first and they said, oh, no, we don't do chickens. I said, where can, where can I do somewhere that does chickens? <laughs> I have to go to Maidstone. <laughs> <laughs> they do chickens in Wednesday. <laughs> oh, she, she said to me, I went, I went in into reception. She says, Hello. I went, Hello. She said, Who oh, we got here? Then I said, Maggie Smith Chicken. <laughs> and she went, Oh, I've only had the name Maggie. I said, Well, she's called Maggie Smith Chicken. She said, it's the only only poorly one. I said, oh, yes, Jay. <laughs> Dame Judy and Ella can fit in the box. <laughs> so I've just got the one. <laughs> so you got, you got the chickens to basically help with bringing yourself down, your anxiety. Well, it, was, it was to help with anxiety and, and really to force me away from the office. Just one so. second, I think I've got Amazon on the phone. Hello? Hello? Hello, it's Amazon. Oh, Agos, can you just put, uh, I put a note on my um, account just to put it in front of my uh, downstairs window. They don't read. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, there's someone going to be home in about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. All right. It's, it's, down, down, it's downstairs, the basement flat. All right, okay. All right, thank you. Goodbye. Oh, I'm sorry about that. It's Agos, not Amazon. <laughs> she get one of those doorbells. <laughs> No, I put I put a note on my account saying, "Look, uh, if I'm not in, this is where to leave it." And both Amazon and Argos have nicked your flower pots. <laughs> they, they always ring me. That's where my safe work, safe places. <laughs> but the thing is, have you seen these doorbells? And you press them, and you answer your phone and go, "Hello, oh, I'm not here. I'm on holiday." Well, they fucking nick everything. I'm surprised they haven't nicked the doorbell. <laughs> I mean, you would, wouldn't you? It's only glued on. Give me a bit of sticky thing to put a £100 doorbell on the bell. I'd do that. i just put a door back on the sticky tape. just take it, wouldn't they? Well, they would do, but what, there's only one half the bell. Oh, I suppose yes, you download an app for the other thing. being funny. You say someone, excuse me, mate, you take my flower pots. Yeah, well, you're not here. <laughs> like this under his arm. <laughs> Come and catch me. I'm going to go around the back and take your chicken as well. <laughs> But not Dame Judy Dench with the spot and I. Oh no, no, we got, <laughs> but we've got uh, three on their way next week as well. Nice. We've got uh, some uh, what are they call showgirls silkies coming. Oh Jesus! And another silky. It, it, it's a, a a white one and a red one, and oh, got a Polish coming. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> what was Lena? <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> um, no, no, black speckled Polish and uh, two uh, showgirls silky. So. We're going to call him Zaza, the ball, nice. the white one. Very nice. I've got a feather boa. And the other one is Eartha Kit. Nice. And we're still yet to name the Polish one. Mm. Answers on a postcard. How about Dave? Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave. <laughs> oh, I might do Because <laughs> it's a girl and she's Polish. So let's call her Dave. I mean, Magda. Dagger. I used to call all my taxi drivers Dave. Oh, I, uh, I'm guessing that's when you was high. No, 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 I never used to get a cab when I was high. 
No, because you always hosted I it. I used to get on the tube. It was much more fun. <laughs> Just go backwards and forwards. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, we're now, that's time's out. I need to go back to London. You need to well, carry on drinking about this. <laughs> well, thank you very much, James. It's been an enlightenment and a pleasure. You're very welcome. Okay, join us again uh, another time on our Shades of Gay podcast. Ta-da. <laughs>